Yo, what the fuck is up, everyone? Oh, man, are we pumped for a super special episode this week. The Woodman's over there. Dave Woody, what's up, brother man? Hollywood, what's up, man? This is Brian Hollywood Hagen, and we are here for another episode of Jump the Sharp at Jump the Sharp on Twitter. Everybody, that's your favorite sports betting podcast. A little bit of a different tinge this week, but we're going to have some picks to get at the end. So make sure you stick around, but you're in for a treat, ladies and gentlemen. Cannot wait to get to the meat and potatoes of this show. Hopefully, most of you are on a bounce back from part one of what was to be an Eagles-Cowboys rivalry history. It was more or less just four people doing, you know, just chilling, having a couple of drinks, talking about Eagles, Cowboys, shooting the shit. Couldn't have been more fun. It was, honestly, it's four very talented people doing what they do best. So I hope you guys enjoyed it because you should have. Wow, that's not nice. You told, you're talking to the other two saying that they're better at podcasting than whatever else they've ever done in their life. Well, that's fair. There it is. <laughs> I can assure you that's not true. <laughs> Did you see little... our intro at all? By the way, I guess you might recognize those voices. That's right. Those are Women Can't Parlay, ladies and gentlemen. Rainy, Jess from Women Can't Parlay, thank you so much for being here. Thank y'all. At Women Can't Parlay on Twitter. I don't think you guys have heard that for the first time. We've talked about their show ad nauseum. We're big fans, and uh, we had a blast being on their side of the fence. Time to rock and roll here. But first, before we get to it, I do want to give a a couple of very, very, very special shout-outs. One to, uh, like we mentioned before, Jump the Sharp alum, Joe O'Brien at Joe O'Brien's Brain on Twitter of the Glass Cannon Podcast and Glass Cannon Network. Just want to give a huge, huge shout out to them. Had their first live show back from the pandemic in Philly last Thursday. Also killed it in Washington, D.C. on Saturday night. Um, amazing show. The Woodman and I were happy to be in attendance for that. We were ha- Joey OB. Half in the tank, I would say. Big time. We had to be. You know, it's we're just getting a taste of the... We were first time getting really back with out your there. Pals. But, yeah, it was good, man. But uh, OB hit the stage with with everybody and uh, rousing ovation. Philly Joe chants and my man Pots and Pans. After being back in Philly with the live show, goes ahead and gives a shout out to Jump the Shark. That was cool. That was cool. Didn't need to do that, but hey, we made him some money, so we kind of paid for that. Ad. We actually, and then it's funny, we we wound up making him a bunch of money. Uh, right. on Saturday as well. Right. Yeah, he goes down to D.C., not legal to gamble there yet, I believe. Tells me to go ahead and put in some bets for him. Actually, we didn't make him shit. He made me and us money because he said, I want Juan Soto home run. No, that was mine. Okay, good call. Well, then you made us yeah, money. Yeah, I did. And then he gave me a little two-legger parlay to put in for him, and I went ahead and doubled no, it up. was just and- two of mine, dude. Okay, yeah. great <laughs> shit. So he looked like king yeah. shit. He didn't give any credit to you, dude. This is news He should to have, because my three-leg parlay, he took two of them and gave them to you. and was like, here's these two I want. He should have stuck with my three, because of my three hit, and I, I made $120 on 10 bucks. Wow. How about that? Oh, good nice. for you. Just saying. Now, you should tell me. When I tell you to do something, I mean, I'm not always right, but I'm right 60% of the time. It's pretty good. And hey, in gambling, that works every In gambling, time. that's pretty good. Another, uh, speaking of tailing, one of the best tailors we got on this show, one of our biggest fans, also jumped the sharp alum who was on for our NFL draft 
preview special. Um, our boy Russ, Muscles Marinara, just turned 40 this week. Let's give it up for the Marinara. Happy birthday. Right there. Go. 40, 40 is, a, is a number there, you know? That's where you really learn where you're at in life, and I think he's got a good niche where he's going. He's a good man. How about that, Russell? He's a good man and a good gambler. He's a he's a great man. And you know what? That is fucking weird. Holy shit. Literally, as I said that, liked by Russ. He liked a <laughs> a tweet the moment I said his name. Love you, brother. Um, keep doing you because you you're you're one of a kind. Uh let's do a week in review here, real quick. Woodman, we're gonna make this quick here because I think we only did one we pick didn't, each. We didn't. We had one pick each, but we had Andy Lack. By the way, big thanks to Andy Lack at ADP Lack Sports. Uh, just super entertaining as what always. A great, doing his great golf. guest for the second time. Just, just awesome, he's, awesome guest. He's a man. We had. <laughs> we almost had Jordan Spieth, man. We were on the tails. We were, Fuck you, Colin Morikawa. Goddamn it, was close. But uh, we had some good, good content on that. I gave you Suns first quarter last, last uh, for I guess it was game three. Yeah, it was game three in Milwaukee. I said, look, it's going to – they're going to not be – No, it was four. four. It had to be four. Four. And I said, they're not going to be embarrassed like they were in game three. And it came out, and it worked. And uh, giddy up to that. Woodman, uh, you had Suns money line, which looked great. They blew it at the end. It sucked. Sorry, well, guys. All right. Yeah. Well, that's going to be that. All right. The women can't parlay, ladies. Thank you so much. We're really, really, really excited. Um, can you guys just give us a, a quick heads up on how you guys started and a, a short background of what made you guys say, you know what? Fuck this. We're going to do a podcast together. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll do a short start. And Jess, you can add to anything and make it better. But I do want to make a note that I made a note during y'all's intro. I've got to learn more about muscles marinara. Just like. <laughs> The nickname in itself because it's fucking awesome. Um, it's, it's my boy. But yeah, so I, I my story always is, you know, Jess and I, we've known each other forever. Um, we've talked for a long time about just doing like a venture together, whatever it may be, right? So then last year with the pandemic and things like that, we talked about maybe doing a podcast before, but last year really just seemed like the thing to do. Um, sports betting was becoming, you know, more legal in places. And Jess was kind of like, look, there's really not a female base for this. Let's learn it. Let's do it. Let's build on it. Whatever. We love sports. Let's just do a podcast and record ourselves talking about what we always fucking talk about. So our goal, or at least my goal that I remember us talking about was we wanted to like have fun and we wanted to put out a podcast and that was last check and check. Yeah, so that's sort of my spiel and my story, but just may have something different. No, that's exactly right. I would say it's really just like we, she lives in Houston. I live in North Texas, so we don't get to see each other as much. So we usually have like a good like hour or so conversation once a week. And we were like, why don't we just record it? And like, that's how it kind of got started. So um, it's fun. We have fun with it. Um, Like she said, our goal was like put out an episode. So like we're... We're way further along than we ever thought we would be, so um, we're just gonna keep plugging and see where it goes. But, uh, That's awesome. I didn't. And at Women Can't Parlay is where they can be found, ladies and gentlemen. Correct. And thank you all so much for having us. I mean, this is a long time coming. Big Obviously, time. like you said, we recorded one for our episode. 
Um, so check that out. But very excited to see where this goes. And we'll call this the drunk episode since we're recording it second. But uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't realize the drunker. <laughs> I didn't realize just that you live in North Texas. So I th- I thought one of you lived in like kind of the Arlington, Fort Worth, Dallas, like what is that called? The Metroplex area. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that would be me. I live in a town called Denton, which is like the north as like the north point of dfw so if you if I you were to drive like to whatever the stadium the cowboy stadium like how far would that be like mile it'd be a good 30 minutes okay oh that's, oh, not that's not bad. Yeah. no that's nothing yeah it's not bad it's just it's it's north and arlington's a little in between like df like dallas fort worth um so it'd be a good like good 30 40 minutes for me pending traffic got it is the and well, is the rangers stadium I'm sorry. Yeah, is the Ranger Stadium close to where the Cowboys Stadium is? Are they? Oh yeah, right by. Okay. Like, right next to right, it, right? Yeah, right next to. We it. have that in Philly. Like all of these, all the sports are, are right in adjacent. one spot, which is. And I had a buddy yeah. from New York who was like, "Holy shit, this is a dream come <laughs> yeah. true." He's like, "I love coming to Philly to watch a sporting event because I can go to a, a Mets Phillies game, go to a Rangers Flyers game, you know, two <laughs> yeah. hours later, and just walk across the parking lot. It is, yeah. it, it, it's it's well thought out. That's Houston. Yeah. I mean, I feel yeah. like. All of our stuff's mostly downtown, and then we have obviously the football stadiums a little south. But it's—I live, <laughs> not to brag, but I really love my area because we're about two miles from downtown and just about like three miles from the football stadium. But with Houston traffic, shit show. But still. I thought you were going to be like not to brag, but I bought the Astrodome. I actually live there now, so you know, this it is vacant. Really vacant no off. more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in a couple of years when women can't parlay takes off, we'll see All where right. we're at. Well, live show at the Astrodome? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I got news for you. I know an opener that could kill it. Hey, we got <laughs> Hey, just start, <laughs> just start tailing our bets more. You guys will have the funds, you know. Yeah, we're going to have to because <laughs> I, I have not put out many bets lately. I'm, I'm historically bad in the playoffs, so I have to be careful. That's and I'm good. currently learning how to cap baseball, which I think I'm there. Picks coming soon. All right. Well, we'll hear about something we might have to say about that. But you know what? One something that really helps me think about approaching betting is getting a couple brewski twoskis under the belt. And we always like to say, "What are we drinking?" And would man, if I would, ladies first. Uh, I'll, I'll do the embarrassing one first, guys. So, Rainy here. We've got a uh, make a little pickle juice. No. Oh, you know what? Good for cramps. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. Thank you. Uh, we have a Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer Cucumber Lime, if you will. Um, it is it is bedded in a Dallas yes. Cowboy plastic helmet koozie. <laughs> Not the last time, apparently, you'll hear that in the show, unfortunately. No. Because no. <laughs> I have the exact same one. And inside of it is a natural light. Judge me if you will. Oh, there's no ju- I mean, what are you drinking? You could it could be a glass of water, you know, with lemon wedge. It's, Excuse it's, me. It's a Philly Dallas podcast. It yeah, could be a glass of water. Water, right. Water. What's the matter with right. you? You're in South Philly and you brought water or whatever. What the fuck was Sorry, that? Sorry, I tried to <laughs> pronounce it with my non-regional diction. Uh, but mercy. no, what are, what are you drinking? We're going to have to start a segment. What are you drinking? Is this about what you're drinking? There's nothing to be embarrassed about, but I will say Brian probably came. I, w- I would imagine he brought the heat here. I, I, well, you know what I did? Uh, 
I did something. I, I was figuring this is going to be a classic show. The Eagles Cowboys were you naughty? Very classic. Did you do something naughty? I was. I, I often do naughty things, but I didn't <laughs> do one right now. Um, well, I'm thinking about it, but I brought forth something just very classy. You know, something that like to me screams class, but still like I want to get drunk or drunker. And I went with a Cape May IPA, mm. Dave Woody. Cape May IPA, Cape May Brewery out of Cape May, um, uh, down the shore, in Jersey. It's just badass. And they they make a lot of excellent brews. But if you want to go ahead and just make sure that you know where you're going, that Cape May IPA will put you in the right place all day, every day. It will. I know, what were you thinking? I know that beer, and it's great. And Where'd your naughty mind go? <laughs> what, what, what was I going to do? Know. Uh but it, I am drinking some Rebel Yell whiskey on top of that. I mean, let's get dirty. Come on. <laughs> For the folks who aren't from here, Cape May is a beautiful place. If you look at a map of New Jersey, Cape May is the bottom, as the absolute yeah. last place you can go. Like at the very bottom, and it's cool. Like because of because it's the crab penis of New Jersey. <laughs> you could say that, but what? Yeah. Uh, uh, but you did say that. But it is. <laughs> It is. Yeah, there, there it is. is. See the phallicness and of it. What's Thank cool you. is if you go there, you see you'll see a lot of dolphins because they like to go around kind of the horn there, you know. So like they're looking for stuff along okay. the coast, and they so it's pretty cool. It's actually a very beautiful. Place All right, so uh, futures bet on futures bet on the dolphins this year. Yeah. Sorry, say that again, my fan. Might not what be a terrible rating? one. What they rating say? I said there was a lot of uh, dick nicknames being flown around there, and I just <laughs> that out. Um, dick nicknames is hard to say, actually. It is. I will go last here. So I've got um, <laughs> I got a Richard Nixon is a good dick. It reminded me of Big Dick Nick. <laughs> oh yeah! Enough. All right, we're getting off to a good start. <laughs> a Cowboys fan. I was like, come on, guys. <laughs> What about Big Dick Nick before we did? What is happening? Right. So we're dropping the ball. Mind meld, dude. Um, so I've got a cool one here, guys. This is a Philly uh, brewery that I've talked about before. I've drank previously. This is Evil Genius. They're from Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. And, and on, previously on the show, I've drank their Stacy's Mom, which is like a Citra IPA. This, Watch what you say. And all, all of their beers are named for like movie quotes. It's usually like comedy Love movie it. quotes. So this one is Love called it. There's No Crying in Baseball. Nice, which is really cool, and it's a hazy (laughs) mango IPA. So I haven't tried it yet. So I'm gonna try it right now live. Yo, put that up to the mic and open it. Oh, what a wasted opportunity! It was nice. You know, I don't love a mango, but that sounds really refreshing. You don't like mango as a fruit? It's the texture. Oh yeah, sure. Well, the thing is about mangoes is that because my daughter loves them, and when I cut them up for her, sometimes I'm like, oh, geez, these are way too like veiny or grainy yeah, or something sometimes. Yeah, sometimes yeah yeah or or it's the opposite where it's too much and it's like well this, this kind of looks orange and now it smells like trash yeah mangoes are very fickle but when you get them right look out well i will thing. say on first sip this is really good because they actually the, the mango is not a strong piece to this mm. it's like it's a, it has subtle notes of mango but it's really just a hazy ipa it's very nice Nice. See, I think see the way he talks all through for you. You've got another job as like a right. Picture. Yeah, <laughs> this day, I because I, I... I was totally gonna go pick up some some craft brews from a brewery here in Denton, Armadillo, and I totally forgot. So um, next time, she like, she forgot time, that she wanted to make a good impression on our podcast. I it's did because okay. we usually just drink like 
trash beers or I'll drink a high noon or something. And y'all always well, really come with the crafts. It's a good idea. When you're a fan, when you're so used to a trash team, you just kind of get used to trash uh, beer. Speaking um, from experience, I'm sure. Yeah. What was that? Sorry. Come on. Speaking from experience. Yeah. Oh, see. I mean, this I think is what we talking about. the series 70 to 54. So here we go. Should we? Who's trash even, and who's not? Should we just? Mango's we definitely trash. Let's do that. <laughs> we can all agree. Eagles and Cowboys fans can. Uh, well, I will agree that a non-ripe mango is trash. It's trash. Like utter trash. It's without it's, further ado. Let's do this. We got we got like the best of the best when it comes to like Cowboys fans, and we got the Woodman and I who want to kind of vouch for the Eagles. We're gonna have fun this week. It's the middle of goddamn July. Like, what the fuck do you want from us, goddammit? We're giving you winners over and over and over again. We're padding your European carryalls. And what do you want from us? We're going to go ahead and bring content anyway. And we're going to bring something entertaining. And if you heard part one, I hi- or if you if you heard it already, thank you very oh, much for oh, jumping over oh, here. Oh, and by the way, if you stick around to the end, you're going to get four more winners. That's right. Four yeah. more picks, all right? That's what's going to happen. Just it's, stick around. Yeah, this is going to be I winners. That is a bribe. That is a bribe. <laughs> Rainy, 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 Rainy had her first experience with a sound drop and felt so. <laughs> don't feel bad about talking over a sound drop. Woody ruins almost every sound. I do. Drop I step on them every week. Yeah. Yep. Is the train ruining it? Because that's happening too right now. No. Is that what that was? I thought Dave like hit his head against the table or something. No, it was no. Like perfect timing. That was the, the train that could be. I think I might have to edit the train in as a new sound drop for the show. Well, I think we're actually people living in the same dimension, but also we should have been living on different dimensions because we started our sports betting podcast sort of around the same exact time. Um, like, I think like one week apart, maybe. Yeah. Wow. Isn't it crazy? It's, it's so wild. Yeah. Yeah. It was October, right? Yeah. 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 That's nuts. Because our I'll first tell you episode, what. by the way, was about two and a half hours of us talking about ranking Halloween candy because we didn't <laughs> start shit. recording until after Monday Night Football. Is that still we on your feed? Yeah. Uh, we haven't highly... released it, but one day it'll be in the best ofs. Because oh, we're come on. You drunk. know that we will be. We watched Monday Night Football and then tried to record a podcast and somehow did a top five Halloween candy argument. Holy hell. If you want to get into any kind of list talk, Woodman, I know. You, or, yeah. I'm a big list girl. Big Next time. 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 Where did Next Reese's? Uh, uh, no, you know what? I don't want to spoil anything. I, I, have, I, no, fuck it. I have an underdog that's the by far the best ever. No, come on, an by underdog far. that's the best ever. A, yeah. a, a, a candy that no one ever, 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 ever talks about, but is by far the, and it, you cannot find it in fun size. It's only available in actually like the full long john, and it is the best candy bar of all time. Is it a whatchamacallit? And, it is not, but that was my oldest brother's favorite candy. <laughs> okay. It is a nutrageous, which is that exact, was good. Yeah. Which is the mix between a Reese's cup and a payday put together. Yeah. That's a good And it choice. is amazing. They're very good. But you cannot Those find it in fun sides or anything. It's just huh. oh, it's so good. It just it's is so, totally an underdog. I can't believe that, we just went that there. Cape May candy bar. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Big time. <laughs> fun size there. Yo, Eagles Cowboys, let's talk about it. Because, look, I I know you can't see the video here, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening on your way to work, what have you. Uh, Rainy and Jess, it's just, like, absolutely fucking destroyed us when it comes to ambiance. I mean, 
like put us in our eagles us zero in our, so far yeah they like count. i have an eagle i've actually decided i was like i'm gonna get my eagles drinking glass from it's the old school birds logo by the way the old kelly green i was like i'm gonna show these broads up all right <laughs> here comes this old glass from 1993 and we go into their show and not only do they have like cowboys banners in the back Rainey's got the Cowboys fist, like the big old uh, Johns you can put on your fist from WWF events and stuff with Cowboys stuff on. Jess is drinking out of the, the, the Cowboys helmet with the Cowboys banner in the they back and all are. that. And I'm like, they both are. They, we go into their Zoom call and they name their Zoom names as uh, well, Very America's, insulting things. America's yeah. favorite. Or what was it? America's, America's team for America's life? America's team forever. Forever. And, and then the other Rainey one? had... Overall, our overall... Um, Hold on, our... Rainey. Before you spill, let me just do one thing real quick. Her name for the Zoom. There's 124 <laughs> games in the Cowboys-Eagles rivalry history. The Cowboys lead the series... Go ahead, oh, Rainey. 70-54-0. That was her name on the Zoom call. What a total <laughs> asshole to do that, by the way. Cowboys fun. lead 70-54. to 54, Largest victory between the two teams. October 9th, 1966. Cowboys beat the Eagles by a hefty margin. 56-7. to seven. Oh, oh my word. Yikes. I mean, so rough. In all of our defenses, it was 1966. So football was basically like, a maxi pad on your head and like whatever whatever shorts you <laughs> so. well i'll tell you what the first meeting when everyone was like let's get down to business september 30th 1960 eagles took the first meeting 27 to 25 who is your favorite hey jess if i were to ask you who's your favorite cowboy from 1960 god i mean <laughs> tom landry Look, none of it, yeah tom landry's foot no one knows who was even. I don't even. Was Van Buren on one of those teams with man? I don't know. It don't sound right. Any anybody? My father-in-law, Big Joe. If you're listening, you're probably he might like know. Screaming. Yeah. He, yeah oh, he'll know. know. He'll know. He'll be so mad. People are probably going to give me shit for this already. Look what you've done. No, come, come on. on. I don't know. There. It runs pretty deep. <laughs> Nineteen. Let's let's jump it up to something that we almost were born for. Nineteen eighty NFC Championship game, January eleventh. 1981. I was born. I was one month old. Oh, really? So you were the only one that was a part of this. Yeah, I'm an old, old person, Brian. How about that? Well, Eagles lost all but three games of this series from 67 to 79, but they finished first in the NFC East after a tiebreaker. Both teams go into this game 12 and 4. Both teams overcome a a 14-point deficit in the divisional round to get to this game twins and yeah right we're finding a lot of kind of like similarities as we go if you guys please i implore you listen to the first show we didn't really go through like statistics and a rundown of the history but we went through just like just cool chill brewski talk and we talked about and we realized that we have a lot more in common and it's a lot more come see come saw than we thought but grow up a little bit assholes and let's have some fun and that hating Hating other people is not going to make you happy. That's what we really, that was the conclusion of our, of our right. show. What don't you fucking understand? Exactly. <laughs> well, and I think too, just to like get it started, we did not comment yet on the fact that this did start with 1981. I guess we're just skipping the two decades where we like kicked your fucking ass every game and like there's Love nothing it. to talk about or is that what's happening here? 
Well, I talked to my buddy Joe Namath, and I asked him how the Eagles did in those two decades, and he said, struggling. And we were. We were very much so. so not really. We're looking right past all that. No, we're going to get into I, it. I'm going to get very, I'm going to get like uh, Fred Flintstone feet uh, for a lot of it until about 2017, if you don't mind. <laughs> I'll do a quick rundown then. It's real quick, straight up, just a Google answer. Please, which please. Which is the 1970s period. The 1970s were not a kind decade to the Eagles. <laughs> I Cowboys. love it. They're coming with ammo. <laughs> this is straight. E- this is Google. Uh, the Cowboys went 17 and three against the Eagles and went to an astounding five Super Bowls, winning two of those. The Cowboys beat the Eagles 11 straight times between 1967 and 72, and nine straight times between 1974 and 1978. So that, my friends, is why your boy Brian. Skipped those two. Days. What a great lead-in to me talking about how good the Cowboys are for the next twenty years. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck me running, Woodman. Where do we go from here? Like honestly, let me just finish the championship game at least because it's the All only. Right, okay. It's the only <laughs> thing we have until. Because there is a good <sighs> point in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I didn't understand this, and Woodman, correct me if 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 you because I mean, not that I didn't understand. I don't remember. Like this wasn't passed down from my dad. I I didn't really hear this, but the Eagles chose for the Cowboys to wear their blue jerseys for the 1980 NFC Championship game. Those jerseys were actually viewed as cursed by some Cowboy faithful, uh, dating back to the Super Bowl Super Bowl five. Uh, where I, I put Jess, did you actually actually look at these notes that I put? I said it was January 17th, 1071. <laughs> Super Bowl five did not take place one million years ago. I'm sorry about that. Many, many things didn't take place in one <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, that's only Whoops. five years after William the Conqueror, like, takes over like England, like, like that's five years after the founding of London. Let's, so please not, news. let's not transition to history because I'm out. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying London is five years old. Like I'm pretty sure that's not what he meant. Well, you never know. You never know. I mean, it could have been because of the cursed jerseys. <laughs> Dave's now Arthosaurus and our encyclopedia. I Holy shit. Greatly. Um, yeah, if you need like a quip, like come to me. If you need like some actual knowledge that will make you seem smarter, the Woodman's the way to go. Words I've never heard of. And if you want to hear one of the most epic sentences ever said by a human being ever, you need to go check out Women Can't Parlay part one of this because the woodman went out and said like literally five, six syllable words in a row. And perfectly paired as well. I'm very right. impressed. And, w- and was dumbfounded. And I, I put out dumbfounded, actually. I'm pretty proud of myself. When we didn't understand what he was talking about. Us too. Correct. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, we're all going to continue. I was actually going to admit something here, but if you want to continue about the, the blue jersey. I'll just say please. Dallas has not worn the blue jerseys at home since 1963, only wore them twice during the 1970s season, and it was a 20-7 to loss at Pittsburgh and a 6-2 to win at Cleveland. Nevertheless, the birds took that. Thank you, uh, Wilbert Montgomery, and your awesome touchdown run. Eagles won 20-7 to to send them to the Super Bowl against the Oakland Raiders, which they lost. Is that what you're going to say? Don't say it. No, first I was going to say barf, and wow. then I was going to say, good fucking move, man. Like, I couldn't beat us on the field, had to beat us off <laughs> mentally. I'm yeah. sorry? No. Okay, yeah. I mean, Jeff, going back to Kate May. Yeah, yeah, this in, Eagles beat off Cowboys. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> couldn't beat us on the field, 
then how to get mental with it, and it worked. <laughs> Brian, don't you have that's a good, what I was going you for there. Drop. Didn't quite work out. You gotta have a drop. Yeah, that's a that. new drop. All right, Jess, can we? Do I have to send a per- permission slip over for you to sign off on the fact that you just said Please. that the they will beat off the uh, Cowboys? Please. Sure. Send it over. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if I sign it. Who has it worse? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I know. I'm like. We're still getting to the point where it actually matters because they fucking lost in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Did you have something you want to throw in, Rainy? I feel like no, you're... that was it. I just good oh, okay. the jersey call. Like honestly, if that would have been in our, if that ball was in our court, I really hope we would have made the same decision because big time courts absolutely have a mental capacity that plays into that, and it worked. So. Now, something awesome that you were saying on uh, the prior pod was about how. Uh, or Jess, was this you? I'm sorry. It was saying how your father had like a shrine. Yes, yes. In the An living actual room. trophy case, uh, to be exact, in our living room. So uh, what did you garner from him as a young kid as far as like uh, hatred towards I'm, the Eagles? <laughs> that I'm supposed to hate the Eagles. Yeah. Hate the football team, formerly the Redskins. Hate the Giants. Cowboys win. Cowboys or everything, and then also all the other Dallas teams, of course. But did you Cowboys ever hear your dad utter the name Buddy Ryan in such a fucking angry voice? I'm sure he did. I don't quite Probably. have memories of it, but absolutely, yes. In 1987, Dallas humiliates the Eagles 41 to 22. Eagles coach Buddy Ryan accuses the Cowboys coach Tom Landry, super legendary, of running up the score in Dallas. So two weeks later, with Philadelphia at home or up at home, I should say, 30-20, to 20, and the ability to run the clock out. Eagles quarterback Randall Cunningham fakes a kneel and throws a bomb to the end zone, resulting in a pass interference goal with two seconds left. Keith fires in for the touchdown on a running play to win 37-20. For no reason, both coaches head right to the locker room after the game, and that really, really set the tone. For what we're talking about here. Oh, God, dude. I'm a huge Eagles fan. That's scummy. I don't like that. It's awesome. Uh, is it? It's awesome. Uh, because I, I like Buddy Ryan was the first coach I knew as a, as a Philadelphian, as a Philadelphia oh, Eagles really? fan, as a young boy. I Same. grew up loving Same. I remember having the VHS of Buddy's watching you. Like, do you remember when the Bears did their... Uh, Super Bowl Shuffle video was like a rap with the 1985, whole team. Baby. I don't remember yep. it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So the Eagles did one called yet. Buddies Watching You, which was equally, if not more so, cringy. Oh, but yeah. at the time was like, giddy up. This is my team. It's so funny. And to see all these guys do it. Even the black dudes couldn't dance. Like, why? Why couldn't they get some groove going on? It didn't make any sense. Well, but Buddy Ryan, for sure, is not able to get down. But it, it was a, it was a fun it was a fun video and uh, I love myself some Buddy Ryan. But don't you think that if don't you think that if this year, this this coming year, right? If against the Giants, the Giants are up thirty to twenty on the Eagles, and Daniel Jones fakes a knee with 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 eight seconds left and throws a, a ball into the end zone, and there's a pass interference, and then Saquon Barkley runs it in from the one. Don't you think that you would feel that that was scummy and like not? Of course. And it would add to the rivalry and ultimately it would be amazing. Now, I'm okay. trying to say this in kind of like a, a very biased uh, way. You're right. But, however, it's different in the late 80s. It was different, man. Nowadays, that would be like puked upon. Yeah. It would be it would be you shit all, all over. I don't 
think so. Like, here's my no. thing. I think when this happens in like a high school setting, it's fucked up, obviously. <laughs> but these are professionals that get paid to do so. If your team is willing to go out there and like run up the score on somebody and like risk injuring your big players and that kind of thing, like, fuck it. Like, go for it. Ram it down their throats. I don't give a shit. That's what right. we're here for. Yeah. I, I, That's yeah. a fair point. All right. That's my opinion. Think, no, you're probably right. I mean, yeah, 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 Belichick definitely. And we were it. apparently doing it first, some say. So I think it <laughs> yeah. was a a payback <laughs> kind of thing. We were running up the score, right? I think we were just like that good, whatever. But you know, y'all maybe y'all were that bad. I don't know. <laughs> Rainy, would you take that personally nowadays? Um, it de- it's so weird. Just playing sports my whole life, like yeah. In well, Jess and I went to a really small Catholic school, so every team we played was fucking terrible. So we ran the score up every fucking week or every day we had a game because everybody was terrible, and we had all played together since we were in, like, third grade. So we were very – and by strict on not running the score up, we were not allowed to score over 100 points in a game in high school in a basketball hmm. game. Was it ever tight? <laughs> Like, oh, was it ever like a 92-90 and it was like, yo, hit the brakes? Let me just let you know what I really mean by um, TAPS, which is Association of Private and Parochial Schools. Um, so it was, it was never like even close. 100 to like nine. Jesus Ooh. Christ. I'm not but kidding. She also came from like, she played other uh, school we went to. It was, we won like 13 consecutive state basketball championships. Whoa. Just, like, just getting like, and that's just consecutive. Yeah. Like overall we have like, yeah, right, right, one right. Year or something crazy. So, yeah. I mean, we were just like, that was what we were bred and born to do. Like yeah. it was just what we to did. Me, yeah. So to me, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of with Jess on this. I very much feel what Dave was saying and where he's going. And that's, I partially lean that way, but at the same time in sports, especially you never know what's going to happen. Eight seconds on the clock. Yeah. That's football. You're probably done. And like, if you're retaliating, it is what it is. I would expect us to do the same fucking thing. Mm. Um, And it's funny to hear from you because you're, you're the, you're the non rule breaker. I know I am such a rule follower. I'm a psycho. I'm Um, with you on that, by the way. That's where I, that's where I land. Right. Like I'm kind of in the middle of like, screw it. And it's like 30 to 20 at the end of the day. Yeah, eight seconds left. But like, if yeah. if the score at that point was like fifty to four, and they did that, I'd be like, "You're a piece of shit. You have a tiny dick. Like, this is what's happening." But, <laughs> Speaking sorry. of tiny dicks, new Dallas coach Jimmy Johnson is uh, on board. <laughs> at 1989, he accuses the Eagles of setting a bounty on the Cowboys players, especially quarterback Troy Aikman and kicker Luis Sandejas in the second game of the year between the teams at the Vet. Oh, the Vet Boy. <laughs> Better Can we stadium. also say um, Gerald Wayne Jones enters the chat here too? I didn't say uh, <laughs> uh, at, at the vet fans litter the Cowboys and coach Johnson with snowballs. Now that was 1989. That's, that's a very well touted uh, piece of media. <laughs> yeah, well, because like if you watch it, it's mostly snowballs. Now different colored snowballs. Sure. <laughs> I think Maybe it was like ice balls is what I gathered. Look, it wasn't up to us what the weather was. You you take that out with Mother Nature. We just worked with what we had. 
but throwing them even at your own team when they're like, hey, you guys chill. Like, let's not. Oh, do we did that too. Before. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what? What? How yeah. does that happen? Because <laughs> we. I, I know how it happens. I'm just. No. Kidding. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to 1990 at the Pork Shop Bowl. Now, Woodman, I want to hear, I want to hear from you yeah. here because I wasn't quite familiar with this. Eagles coach Buddy Ryan was out to eat a week before their meeting with Dallas, and while doing so, choked on a pork chop. Philadelphia offensive coordinator Ted Plum had to perform the Heimlich on this guy. Word spread, and once Dallas fans caught wind of the situation, things escalated to the point where. Cowboys team president Tex Schramm dubbed the October 28th game as the quote unquote pork chop oh, bowl. God. And fans tossed. <laughs> okay, hold on. I know they look, it's not cold down there in Dallas. And if there was ice on these motherfuckers, they would have done it too. Fans tossed pork chops and other meat products onto the field towards Buddy Ryan. Explain now, here's what I would say. If I get the first, can I get the first crack at this? In there, give it. I will say that if the roles were reversed and Philly fans had thrown, of course, it's the way it always pork goes. roll and scrapple and you know, and uh, and had it recently, uh, and uh, what's that Italian? Um, God damn it, sausage? No, fuck. Yeah, fine, sausage. Whatever. If if Philly fans had thrown. Philly type of meat products. I mean, pork chops aren't necessarily Dallas well, type meat right. products. Yeah, I was about to ask, like, oh, is that just a Dallas thing? <laughs> no, pork chops are everywhere. Fair enough. I'm just we saying, actually call if, them chapo pork if up here. Shoe were on the other foot, then this incident would be remembered, and it would be remembered right. along with the booing of Santa Every... Claus and the throwing of batteries at uh, JD, JD Drew. Drew and and these other kind of iconic. Philly, um, of course, uh, of naughtiness, course. right? And and because it it's on the shoe is on the other foot here. Nobody ever talks about this. Nobody ever talks about this. Well, like, I think literally, people talk about it. We're, I think it's it's in the history. But if we're talking about it, it's part of the rivalry. Do, do you guys remember? Admit, huh? Go ahead, go ahead, Jess. Go ahead. I I was just gonna say I will certainly admit it's the most Philly thing we've ever done. Do you remember it though? Like, has this been no. before? It I was don't before- know. I was. Three. Like, I don't remember this. But, no. but you never I'm heard of it, like, right? Oh, heard of it. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I, don't, I, okay. I don't remember yeah. it. I, I, I never heard that. of it until right now. Right this second. I never heard of it. Oh, well, I've, I've also heard of it, too. But okay. I was also going to say that maybe the reason that, you know, these these are remembered, right? So, like, we have heard of this. But in all of this, I would say the scales of, like, Things that are in history that Philly fans have done and things no, no, that no. Philly fans have done. There's definitely way more on the Philly side, which is why they're so remembered. Sure. sure. But also Fair it's enough. the scale of, of how publicized things are. Like no one ever, ever like when's the last time Sports Center has ever shown a goddamn pork chop hitting Buddy Ryan's cheek? Like <laughs> I've never heard of it till right the second, man. But I will see Jimmy Johnson running in through a hailstorm. Once a year. <laughs> okay, that might be true where, like, the coverage of it is kind of, like, dead, whereas we really hammer into, like, the Philly shit. But y'all do so much more of it. There's so much more to talk about. But also, where are you watching these, uh, like, ice-pelting videos? Because you Fox News, or not Fox News. That's not exactly what I meant to Fox say. News. Fox Sports. 
Yeah, yeah, right. They're not biased at all. <laughs> no, he's watching them on Tucker. God, da- God damn it! Yeah, Tucker Carlson. No wonder there's just... no Cowboys throwing pork chops. It's, actually, it's, it's actually, yeah, it's in the end of the fives credits every night. Fox News would never. God damn it! Oh my God! That's so... why I went to CNN to see if they would show some fucking pork chops flying at the and end. Guess of their what? Shows. They didn't. All they showed was the Soprasada hitting uh, Jimmy Johnson. No, yeah, yeah, no, they showed deep batteries hitting JD Drew. Temple. Fucking hey, we can't win for losing here. Speaking of winning for losing, 1992 Eagles start off five and okay, go ahead. Sorry, I just can I also just say I want to bring bowls back. Like, can we start naming our games bowls again? Like, absolutely, we have back to back consecutive or well, bowls, and now we just like don't ever do that anymore. Like, I don't know if we need to start throwing shit at each other again. Let's try not to, but. Let's bring back naming our games bowls and like having let's like make happen. let's make the next Dak Prescott game he plays like the femur bowl. Okay, that's fucked up. Damn it. I'm gonna I was you with you, Jess. I'm sorry box. about Brian. Wow. <laughs> that's where you get your skilly your fucking scumbag <laughs> shit names from. Did you just mix Philly and scumbag? I, I'm fl- I'm frustrated and mad yeah. now. Yeah, Brian. see. Um, Woodman went to a very somber. I'm sorry, Randy. What was that? <laughs> no, no, no. You said, did you just say Philly and scumbag? And then I said, yeah. those one and the same. Oh, Here we go. Here we go. Look, people are really in for a rude awakening. They're like, we. I just listened to that show. They were so nice to each other. We've turned the tables. <laughs> the tables have turned. It's had beers, my friends. Yeah, it's that, what it's just about. one Look, more beer, and and it. I got news for you. Don't we all become better friends when we actually start being a little bit vehement? Sometimes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Isn't that the way it works? We're all here. We're close, right? Yeah, big time. Well put. <laughs> as, as the woodman would say. Go ahead, Wood. Say your, say your phrase. What are we doing? We're here? having a good time. We're having a good time. Oh, I love it. Philly starts 5-0 in a 1992 season. Goes 6-0 and after beating the Cowboys 31-7 on Monday Night Football. Later that season, however, Dallas gets a revenge, destroying the Eagles 34 to 10 in the divisional round of the playoffs. Three years later, the boys do the same thing in a 30 to 11 victory. Both of these wins, mind you, are en route to Super Bowl victories. However, the win over the Eagles in the 1995 playoffs still marks the last time the Dallas Cowboys have ever been to an NFC championship game. Are you serious? Yep. Ninety-five. Yes, sir. You couldn't be yeah. more fucking serious. That's how. That's how we're proving right now that we are not fair weather fans. <laughs> right? Sure. For sure. And super. Respectful. Yeah. I thought they had been to probably several since then. I, I... Well, they probably like. I actually, I, I, I kind of want to get your guys' feelings on this. I don't want to go too long, but like, but just remind me a little bit when we get into the early like twenty tens, or we probably will skip all through it right now. The Romo years. The whole. The no, the Des catch. Oh, oh, oh! That was a real oh. catch. That was a horrible call. Come on. Yeah, All right, we'll do it now. We'll do it now. That was a catch. That was a catch. That's so dumb. I, I, I don't, don't like the Cowboys, and I don't like Des, but that was a catch. Oh, hurts my heart. I was so happy that it wasn't though. Sure, I was happy <laughs> Did too. You but it's Green Bay to win though. Like... Yeah, like we don't we don't hate Green Bay here. Oh, like, Green okay. Bay I thought everyone Green... hated Green Bay. I thought no. all thirty one teams agreed. We all hate Green Bay. That's just okay. No. I don't love Green Bay. I I do. There are elements of Aaron Rodgers. I I just like how good Aaron Rodgers is, and I liked especially when he was younger. He's gotten a little more annoying lately. 
But okay. look, one of my buddies when I lived in Vegas, one of my best best buds, and Jekylls, if you're listening out there, I don't know if you are or not, but what's up to you? I haven't talked to you in years, but um, he's from Chicago, huge, huge Bears fan, and he, he 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 would relate when when I met him out there. He would say, "Dude, the Packers are our Cowboys." Like, yeah. And how could you ever fucking even give a like an ounce of positive energy to the to the Packers? And I'll be like, because. They're I think in that's Wisconsin. why we're kindred spirits with the Bears a little bit. Like I'm, I'm always like not like I'm rooting for the Bears a lot, mainly because they haven't done a lot, and I always root for the underdog. But also because they hate Packers. They do. They, they Packers, really do. So I'm about I, it. I'm about that. I take uh, I take umbrage with more like four for four type of cities, cities that have four major sports. Right. So to me, it's like Green Bay, like. Give them their comeuppets, whatever. Let them have their football. That's all they have. Whatever. They don't have anything else. That's all they got. Yeah. Let them have fun. Like, when it comes to Chicago, I'm like, fuck the Blackhawks. Fuck, you know what I mean? Fuck everything. Fuck everything about Chicago. Fuck everything. Fuck, fuck everywhere. He hates, he hates New York, L.A., you know, all these places. Uh, L.A. doesn't even matter to anybody. Like, even like, if L.A. We, won a Super Bowl, it would be like, I don't know. The, they got very the, close. The, yeah, it would be like a, a, a block that's being built having a block party like no one lives there yet <laughs> so the houses are 75 percent built and you decide to have a block aren't, party like that's like a super bowl in aren't LA. the dodgers like reigning champions right now yes. yeah and how many people give a fuck well actually a lot of idiots because it's kind of okay. i don't want to make a correlation after i said the word idiots but hi <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right i'm gonna move on to fourth and one debacle i need to talk about because i remember this like the back of my hand yeah this is big in week 15 of the 1995 season, Dallas is in Philly, controlling their own destiny, mind you. They went out three more seasons or three more games in the season. That they went out, they have, you know, uh, the bye and the whole nine. And it looks like they're just going to come in wearing those ugly ass uniforms with the stars on the shoulders. Like, thank guys, you guys got rid of that. But week 15, 1995, let's rock and roll. Tied 15 or tied 17 17 in field goal range. The Cowboys go for it on fourth and one. Emmett Smith gets a carry up the middle, is stopped at the line of scrimmage, and people are going crazy. John Madden's like, See, that's why I don't run that play. You do not run that play. The referees say, No, no, no. Play was due dead. Two minute warning, which it kind if you watch the replay, six to one half dozen the other. But nevertheless, yeah. Barry Switzer, his first year at the helm. And he says, okay, we got those motherfuckers. They have no clue what we're going to do next. We just got a second life. Let's run the same goddamn play. <laughs> Emmett Smith actually gets less yardage on that play. And as Merrill Reese, Eagles uh, commentator, would say, they stopped him again. It went crazy. <laughs> and fucking John Madden was like, this is un... Like, I implore people to watch this on YouTube. John Madden's reaction, he's like, this is unbelievable. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Eagles uh, win 20-17. to 17. However, the uh, Cowboys won, won, this, won the Super Bowl. Yeah, we did. Uh, let's not forget to mention that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I want to give a heads up to our guests here. I'm just going to say something real quick. This is the next in the notes. <clears throat> Cowboys win three Super Bowls in four years. Super Bowl 27, January 31st, 1993, 52-17 versus the Buffalo Bills. Next year, Super Bowl 28, January 30th, 1994, 30-13 against the Buffalo Bills. Took a year off because they're too shitty to win that year. Next year, Super Bowl 30, January 28th, 1996, 27-17, the Steelers. 
Look, all rainy, rainy is like this is why we got to do our show on live stream sometimes. How many rings? How many rings you got on? I got five, bro. Look at that. And I would have five if if I wouldn't have sent my Amazon package to the wrong address. <laughs> Can we go ahead and, and do it like a, a, a MTV? Uh, what is it? Real world true story about that right there. Tell where where are your rings right now? Oh, Jess, mine are at my mom's front porch. So. <laughs> And I have no idea how that happened. Like, I never send my Amazon packages there. So, Jeff Bezos goes to space once. And yeah. Fucking yep. Delivered. It was the only package he took to space with him, and he decided to just drop it over America. And that's where it landed. Apparently so, because that was wild. And I didn't even realize it until it was delivered today. And I was like, uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I don't think I would do justice to just roll into the next uh, talking point here. I think we need to give. Uh, our new very good friends, Jess and Rainey, some time to talk here. Tell us a little bit about, because now, thankfully, we know about one of ours, uh, or the only one we've ever dealt with. But give us a little background about, not necessarily each one, but just your feelings as, I mean, I don't know how old you were then, but probably adolescence and whatnot, about when you guys were that fucking goddamn successful. Three Super Bowls in four years. Well, I, I just have memories. It's every like clockwork every Sunday because I was roughly like seven, eight years old. So, you know, like it, and that was kind of more towards the end of that Super Bowl era. Mm. Um, so I I just have very, very fond memories of every Sunday going to like my dad's best friend's house and we and they had kids same age and like we the parents you know we'd all watch the cowboy game in their shop in their backyard which is a common thing in texas and the parents would play poker while watching the games drink you know probably do you know whatever smoke i don't know and classic cowboys fans exactly so it's like i just every single sunday like clockwork that's where we were Awesome. And we were always winning, and it's like, it was fun. Like, I so remember nice, it being that? super fun. Isn't God, that it must such be a, amazing that, to yeah, have that, that That's an amazing memory of, like, that, like, every Sunday we did this thing where, every, where like, just, just, like, step back for a second. Like, think about that. Like, every Sunday I was a kid, and I went to this place where all of these people who knew and loved each other were together, and they yeah. watched this contest – for which the outcome was uncertain. And every Sunday we won. Like what a, like, what, a, what, a, what a warm feeling for a kid. Like you don't know what the fuck, you know, but like. It- and every time they didn't, one family member was shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or the TV. Yeah. Well, Rainey, how, about your, how about your memory of like the I, good I old years? I look forward to experiencing it as an adult. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, that's what I'd say. I feel more for me though, is like, that's when I was building this psycho shit right here. Because again, like my dad was New York, not really a huge, any professional sports fan. And then my mom's family were cowboy fans, but we never really lived around a bunch of our family. So we would always just watch the games. And of course we were winning a lot. And granted, literally, like I do remember watching the Michael Jackson halftime performance of that 1993 game. Like my dad was there. Damn. Nice. Of course he was. But so like I was I, Pasadena, right? Pasadena, yeah. I yeah. have the ticket stub and all like the, oh. mem- the memorabilia from it. Wow. Like the seat, cov- the seat cushion, the thing that they held up during the performance. So I still we I have it all. Yeah. 
So that to me was really where like this was all building because it wasn't necessarily born in my family, but that was when it was happening because it, 90s baby, right? Cowboys. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. And the 90s is best. If my, the 90s is the best. For oh so my God. Many- like late eighties, early nine. Like if like yes. when people ask me my favorite decade, I was born in eighty two. So when I tell people eighties, they're like, "Dude, you were like eight when it ended. It can't be." And I'm like, "But the music, to me, to the eighties music to me is the best ever." But if I were to give like a decade, it would be eighty five to ninety five ish. Like that's like the ten sure. years all day are eighty five baby. You're getting a lot of yep. I was a little young. Lot, lots probably of agreement here on the early nineties. Yeah, yeah, I'm best well, decade ever. Um, I'm gonna jump to something here that's gonna be a little somber, but we're gonna end we're gonna end the uh the millennium with in 1999, October 10th, Cowboys wide receiver Michael Irvin, who you want to end. I'm gonna say something about the. Well, let me just read this little quip here. He suffers a career-ending spinal cord injury after catching a ball and hitting his head uh, headfirst into the hard-ass, fucking ridiculous, stupid astroturf of Veterans Stadium. The fans burst into cheers at first sight of seeing one of Dallas's best players hurt. Now, I will say, at this time, 17 years old, was probably the one time where I felt like I was upset about something that happened based on our fan base. Now, the, the snowballs and all that I was too young for, but even that, I don't think I would have been like, we shouldn't have done that. This was a little bit fucked up because... Not only was it one of the best, most talented players in the sport, and that's fine. I get it. He's a cowboy. But in retrospect, looking back at it, there was some kind of later fanatical things that happened, like Dion sucks chance while Dion was trying to say a prayer for Michael Irvin. That's where I kind of got like, I got nothing to say. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate that you say that because it is kind of messed up for sure. I even felt it back then, Jess. I did. Yeah. I was kind of like, no, nope, nope, nope. This dude literally isn't moving. Yeah. That's and we knew, that's, like, that's a we, tough we, look. we grew up going to the stadium. This stadium was made out of concrete, not just based on the fucking facade. I mean, the fucking thing was made no, out of concrete. It, it's literally like, if you guys can imagine, like, like the field itself was just concrete and it was like imagine if you covered concrete with like a little like the thinnest rug that you can imagine oh my God. that's what the astroturf was that's it was wild. terrible it's wild it's crazy. i mean it was such a piece of shit stadium so am i crazy do y'all not still refer to your stadium as veteran stadium like no it's, it's a, a link different... now yeah, okay, it's, it's called, different. Yeah, we but call I it the link. It's still say Vet Stadium. No, it's probably just because okay. a lot of people, including me, honestly, I really do cons- like it, it does hit me in the heart because I remember watching a lot of Phillies games. I remember oh, watching same. some Eagles games. You know, I call it the Vet, but no, when people call the when people say the Vet, they mean the fucking Vet. Like okay. if, if you were okay. to hear anybody talk about our stadium since 2004, it'd be called the Link. The Lincoln Financial okay. Field. Uh, Lincoln Financial crazy. Field, they will and call it. And that's real actual grass. Like it's a you can run on dirt. Oh, oh yeah, good. they knew. Y'all, y'all got rid of that design of the concrete. Yes. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, they were well yeah. past. Yeah. Like I I miss I I a lot of my memories also are from, you know, Cowboy Stadium. So it's like sure. it's, I, it's near and dear to my heart. And although AT&T Stadium, you know, is very uh, you know, popular and Out, famous yeah. and whatever. Like I don't have the same uh, connection to it, I guess, in that way. Unreal. Maybe if although- we're sorry, I mean, <laughs> 
<laughs> the first game I ever went to at AT&T Stadium was with my girl Jess. So there's oh, there that. you go. Oh, yeah. And fun fact, I went to the very last game at Cowboy Stadium and then the very first event at AT&T Stadium. Really? Which was? Yeah, was that that concert, Cowboy George game, Strait? Was concert, yeah, yeah. Was it George Strait? Yes. How do I know that? That's I weird. don't know. <laughs> I honestly think it's because of a Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast. I don't know how you knew that, but yeah. I, I think it's because that motherfucker went to it, and I'm an old school wrestling fan. I also fan. weirdly I went to the NBA All-Star Game there, too, which was like one of the, it was like the largest event there at the time. Yeah, but like, did you see things? I had actually fairly decent seats, so I could see pretty well, but like it was kind of ridiculous. Like, oh, man. Even like, with good seats, it was it was really weird. They had WrestleMania there. Imagine being on nosebleeds for oh, a wrestling no. event. If you're no. sitting like anywhere above like the second level, you're just watching it on that like giant big ass. Of course. Yeah, I mean is. it's. Yep. I can't imagine sitting in like the 400 section up like up that high. It'd be so stupid. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right, we got a couple more things we want to talk about before we get onto our picks because we're just having a blast. This is so fun. <laughs> Once again, thank you guys. Thank, Thank you all. So no, no it's so awesome. Thank you. Uh, 2008 in a week two matchup in Dallas, marking the final Monday night football game ever at Texas Stadium. The Cowboys would beat the Eagles 41-37 in a game featuring seven lead changes in the highest scoring game in this rival's history. But it also, for us, featured a very, very impressive 61-yard t- quote-unquote touchdown yeah. Let's hear it. McNabb loading up deep for Deshaun Jackson. He holds it in. Oh, wow. Did he get over the goal line? Did he get over the goal line? Yes, he did. Touchdown. No, Mr. Tarico. He, in fact, did not get over the goal line. Jackass. Well, he did, just not with the ball. Yeah, he did. <laughs> His physical he fucking body. He just forgot to bring the ball with him. Rookie I mean, mistake. Rookie mistake. Holy shit. Woodman. You're sitting there scratching your head. Do you remember where you were when you saw that? I don't remember where I was when I saw it, but it's it's ridiculous. What the fuck? I remember dude? where I was right. when I watched. What, it. what the fuck is correct? I mean, now luckily enough, Brian Westbrook ran. They actually, because back then, challenging uh, a play was kind of in its infancy, and they gave the Eagles the ball at the one, and Westbrook went in for a one-yard touchdown. But yeah, yeah. but it was like. What a bonehead ass play. I just wanted to throw that out there because I'm pretty sure any birds fan listening to this is like that just saw Jackson play is gonna be on this show. <laughs> well what an asshole. It's definitely one of those infamous ones for sure. I was actually in Vegas at that time watching it at the at the, at the one bar that it would awesome, awesome fucking bar called uh Jersey's out in Vegas on Decatur Avenue. I don't know if it's still there. It's been thirteen years, but nevertheless it was a Philly bar. That's actually where I watched the Phillies win the 2008 World Series. Everybody there was normal. Like it was like Woodman. It was like honestly walking down fucking like, Broad Street. I don't know Broad Street, dude. And and you would just see somebody and be like, oh, where are you from? Where are you from? It was like in order. We weren't dicks to anybody that wasn't from Philly. You can come into a bar. It's a bar. But anybody that was there was like, yeah, where are you from? Like, oh, I'm from Northeast Philly. Oh, no way. Like, do you know this guy? It was like, okay, it fuck seven or six degrees of separation. It was like two degrees of separation. Boom. Yeah. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, badass. Let's jump ahead to 2015 because this is kind of like a forgotten moment in the Eagles Cowboys history. But I really want, really want to hear from Justin Rainey about this. Uh, March 2015, 
Eagles sign a guy by the name of DeMarco Murray, the current, at the time, reigning rushing champion um, of, the, of the NFL. Dallas fans called Murray a traitor. What were you guys' feelings about that? Traitor. I mean, yeah. I mean, that is what it was. It was very it's unprecedented. It is not I mean, okay, not cool, not cool. But I think karma came back to bite him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and that's one thing I never fully looked into because I'm a, I'm like a sleuth of sorts, very big in true crime type stuff. So there's my dice. Um, but that was one thing I just didn't want to look into. I'm like, I don't want to know why he made that decision. Maybe it was more money. Maybe it was this. But I'm like, I know me as a human being, even as an athlete, can't I couldn't fucking do that shit. Maybe things would be changed. There's a lot of money right out there, right? So I can't right. really say that. But like, trader for sure. Ouch. That one. Karma hurt. was a big time bitch as the teams faced each other in week two of the season. What did Demarco do? <laughs> Fuck you, Dallas. I'm gonna rush for two goddamn yards on 13 carries. Ooh, <laughs> wow. burn. Got us. Wow. 13 well, carries, two yards. That's correct, David. Correct. Do the math. How many yards per carry? Have you ever have you ever divided two by thirteen before? Never. Because it's not a lot, my Can't friend. Can't say I have. Not good. Yeah. Nevertheless, let's move on to something. Actually, which is odd. That was 2015. Only one year later, which seems like honestly to me a generation apart. Seriously. I That's DeMarco agree. Murray as the Eagle on the Eagles at 2015. A, a, in 2016, one years later, is the first ever meeting of the rookie badass quarterbacks, Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz, facing wow. each other for the first time. Isn't that crazy? It's like, it honestly, crazy. was DeMarco Murray on the team for when Wentz was a, a rookie? Because that doesn't ring no, a bell. I think he was gone. Was it a one and done? I think so. I Wait, buy him out? Like, this dude made buck tons just being a jerk. I don't off. remember him being on the Wentz team. I, get, I could be wrong. Me neither. Yeah. But doesn't that, Rainy, doesn't that seem like such a difference? Oh, 100%. When I was looking at this yesterday, because I know it seems like we probably think about this all the time, but I don't. Um, so when I was looking through your information, I was like, what? Right? I was yeah. like, 2015? I was like, shit, how old am I? And then <laughs> how old are they? And like, what the fuck decade did I just miss out on? Totally. Like, I, yeah. I could have sworn that was at least three or four it's years. It's weird to read the year and then like know that Dak and Wentz are still very prominent. And like, ha- like it just see- it just doesn't add up when you look at it on paper. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't seem like they're that. They, st- they still seem like our babies, don't they? Yeah, I agree. You know? I mean, but, I don't uh, know about Wentz and that whole thing, but I can say that for Dak. <laughs> it doesn't seem like he was a rookie in 2016. I'll say that. But then we did win the Super Bowl in the 2017 season, 2018, uh, you know, February 2018. But nevertheless, um, well, Prescott rallies for Dallas to tie the Eagles 23-23 in that first ever meeting. Sends the game to overtime, finds Jason Witten for a five-yard touchdown. I actually remember that like the back of my hand because I remember was, really, yeah. really wanting Carson to win that game. But uh, how did you guys feel about him coming out of the gate? Did you think he'd be as good as he was or has shown? Dak? Dak, yeah. Go ahead, uh, Jess. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think there's always that, like, that blind faith that you have in sure, somebody sure. coming you always out. Believe. It's like when we had been... Mark Sanchez. Like I was like, yeah, okay, right. yeah. 
Exactly. But he just did so well that it was that glimmer of hope that we, in that moment, and like in some of those moments, we needed so badly that, yeah, we're, I think definitely for me, at least, it was this like, yes, okay, I see it. And I mean, his days yeah. at Mississippi State and stuff, it's not like he didn't have somewhat of a little bit of a, like an impressive track record, but right. it was very much like he, he kind of showed early some great things. And so it was very much like, yes, we can do this with him. Yeah, now I remember being so fucking mad because I'm an SEC football fan. I love college okay. football, but I'm actually, and I know this is going to sound like such sellout shit, but when I tell you what, you're probably going to say all, oh, but I'm a big Bama fan. And oh, the reason yeah. why is I'm the only white Irish Catholic in Northeast Philadelphia that grew up hating Penn State and Notre Dame, okay? I was going to say, like, yeah. I didn't like Joe Paterno ever, and for some reason, it actually panned out for uh, honest reason, I guess. I don't know. My spidey Fair. sense must have been tingling. Must um, yeah, he's like, and it, I hate Notre Dame because he's like triple I, canceled. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. And I did jeans onto your kids. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, right. And I didn't like Notre Dame because I was kind of like I wasn't like anti-establishment, but like every fucking Irish kid in Northeast Philly loved Notre Dame just because they were I can Irish. Vouch and for I'm that. like, this is true. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, it's no. It's the like, same I, thing with us being from a very German Catholic town. It's right. the same thing. There's a lot of people who just they root for Notre Dame because of the whole Catholic thing, and it's like there's kind of this like thing that's instilled in you that you root for them and like Rudy and the whole thing. So like, yeah, I get it. Our high school fight, not fight song, but when we scored touchdowns in high school, we played the fucking Notre Dame fight song. Yeah. Oh man. Good call. Whoops. Oops. So my uh, so I had nowhere to look to, but my grandmother was a transplant because she came up from business to 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 Philadelphia and met my uh, working with Western Union or whatever, and met my grandfather. Uh, Philly born and bred, a Polish immigrant, and uh, she was from Birmingham. So she's, I grew up watching my grandmother, you know, live and die on Saturdays with the Tide. So I was a Tide guy, and I still am to this day very big. That's cool. Right. So I got some, but I watched a lot of SEC ball, and I remember watching Dak, and I remember being like, this kid, I'm not going to say like, yo, draft him first, second round or whatever, but whoever gets yeah, him is going to have a steal. And when it was you guys, I was like, shit. But, but Rainey, talk a little bit about Dak, like your first, you know, well, that, first feelings. Kind of what you said is what I was going to say. We, <clears throat> I didn't always watch a lot of college football, but um, like my dude, he does love college football and he played college football. So we started watching it a lot. So I watched Dak like his senior year and really kind of fell in love with the guy. Just, mm-hmm that's the girl side of me of being like, man, he's such a fucking good dude. And he's also like bringing out a football. Right. He's also attractive. He is also attractive. Doesn't so, hurt, right? For me, like I didn't really think about it. And then when we drafted him, I was very excited. Like I just, it was completely separate for me. Like in my mind, I wasn't like, Oh, I hope we draft him. It was just, wow. I enjoy watching this kid play. Like I think he's going to do well. And I like him as a human being. And when we drafted him, I was like, hells yeah. And he gets to learn under Tony Romo that I'm a big fan of, and I will come at me, people. No, you will not get anything from anybody that actually likes football anymore. Yeah, because... Tony Romo. Yeah. yeah. He's fucking he saved public his enemy life. number one for however long in Philadelphia is beloved for by the, by the for, for the majority of people here. Yeah. He is unbelievable. He's the single best color commentator of any sport I've ever heard. He's I excellent. Agree. 
Yeah, there's definitely him. Him and Collinsworth are my two favorites, and and I think he's better. That's crazy, dude. Philly he's people even, destroy you for oh, saying that. I hate Chris Collinsworth. No, he's so oh, I actually do. I he's actually so enjoy him as well, Woody. He's very good. I hate him so much. You can hate him, oh. but he's, he's he's awfully good at what he does. But Romo, I is, agree. Romo is even I better. Romo's even better. Yeah. Romo is the best. He's number oh, no, one. He's so incredible. To, a, a year ago, before the season, when uh, CBS lost their rights for Thursday Night Football. And I realized that Fox got it last year. And I was like, shit. Because, like, I actually think Troy Aikman's amazing as well. I really do. Um, you would. He hates the Cowboys. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's, he no, has some I, self-conscious thing about not wanting to root well, for the Cowboys. It's probably because Trent Williams didn't block him when he was trying to throw that deep ball in the one. Okay. <laughs> It's um, because he had six to eight concussions in his career, and the man ain't right. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I told my wife, I remember when I read the article that said that Fox is getting Thursday Night Football, and I told my wife, I said, listen, I just want to let you know. Because like Thursday nights were like her favorite night, not just because she loves football, but because Tony. And I said, I'm yeah. so sorry. Fox got the contract. She, and not only does she love Tony, but she fucking despises Joe Buck. Yes. So, yeah. So it was yeah. like a kick to the yeah. fucking teeth and numb nuts at the same time. Not uh, not a Joe Buck fan for sure. He's, uh, he's just yeah, great grading. It's all it's very grating. I, don't I know. feel like now that I'm saying it, there's not many of them that I care for, but Tony's one of them. He's great. Yeah. Tony's the best. He's my favorite number one. Yeah, he he's phenomenal, and I got a new appreciation for him in general. Um, and I root for the guy in general now. Like when I watch old clips, when I was doing some of the research for the show, I was kind of like. Oh no! I didn't want to see him get hurt. I also, and then I saw, then I saw like uh, Jessica Simpson like shaking her fucking <laughs> Cowboys jersey. Like oh, you know geez. what? Fuck Tony Romo. Yeah, yeah, that was an annoying. He was a little bit underrated at the time, just because people always. I don't think he was ever really, really good. Yes, he was. He was very good, and he was all starish. But was he like Hall of Fame worthy? No, have to, no, he was going to have to have a whole other episode if we well, start talking trash about Tony Romo. He was okay. really let's do it. He wasn't Hall of Fame, Brian, but he was really good, and he was treated as if he wasn't so good. Fame. He was he was treated by a lot no, of people Jess. like he wasn't so good he because of a few, just a couple of plays in the playoffs. Shouldn't the Hall of Famer be able to hold a field goal kick? Oh, listen, there were like, there were like three four major incidents that happened that uh, totally fucked up his entire, like, I just totally just know, fucking played the whole season with a broken back. So if we want to, we do. Uh, need here, we yeah, we do. Dude, not only did you two go off, but the Woodman even fucking shook a, a head at that. Dave with us on this man, bro. I am. I'm telling you, people don't appreciate Tony Romo for the quarterback that he was. No, he was. And it really infuriates me. And I mean it when I say like, this will have to be an entire other episode because we make this happen don't next do July. Their research on how Here. good he actually was. Do July your 2022 really is the Tony Romo throwdown, ladies and gentlemen. He was really, really good. He's, he's super underrated for sure. Big time. Well, talking about underrated, both no. of our fucking team. No, actually overrated, I should say. Our last meeting was this past December 27, uh, December 27, 2022. 2020. What the hell am I trying to say? Both no, of I our teams suck. All right. <laughs> Fucking Redskins won a division. Whoever cares, I'm just throwing it out there because it was the last meeting. Let's talk about one thing, however. Okay, that was the last meeting between our two fabled squads, right? What else could we talk about? Wait a second. 
Well, what ha- what happened in in in, in April? Um, there there there's a a funny video that that me I'd like to show my my friends and family. There's a gentleman by the name, and he he doesn't even know I'm talking about him. Um, I found a shit on YouTube. We watched it over and over with like friends and family. I want to give a shout out just in case he ever listens to this show. His name is Copizzle, if I'm throwing it out correctly. Um, he's a Giants fan, and he live streamed his reaction during the NFL draft. Wait a minute, Eagles are on the clock. The fuck are they doing? Why did the Cowboys and Eagles just trade? Oh fucking god. They're gonna get Smith. We did get Smith, motherfucker. <laughs> 2021 NFL draft in an unprecedented move. The Cowboys and Eagles became trading partners. Eagles send their 12th overall plus a third round for the Cowboys. 10th overall jumping the Giants and the Giants front office was quote unquote livid. Eagles select Heisman Trophy winner from Alabama, Devontae Smith. Dallas goes with Micah Parsons, who I don't know if you ladies listen to our uh, preview for the NFL draft, but like I was so worried that we were going to pick Michael Parsons. Oh, really? I know, I know, I know. Who, uh, uh, Sean Lee, you had your thing with him. Then you had, uh, the dude from Boise State, Van, Vanden, Vanderesh. Vanderesh. Now he's retired because of concussion injuries too, or did he leave? Not, or I don't think he's officially, he's not done, but I mean, he's a, he's, yeah, he's a little, it's, it's another like, it's scary because I feel like it's yeah. another Sean Lee path. It sucks because both of them were amazing talents. Uh, yes. Yep. But I figure I I did some film watch. On my fucking uh, opinion is not the end all be all. Michael Parsons <laughs> did nothing for me watching film. Nothing. So I was like, it was a double get for me personally because I thought not only did we get the guy I wanted and we screwed the Giants, but we also screwed Dallas. And then Dallas picked the guy I thought was way overrated. But we'll see if how, how my scouting skills are. But uh, what did you guys think about that trade? Like, you must have been like, what the? I mean, we actually did a Twitter back and forth, I believe. I think night. we did. I Because yeah. I was like, are we friends now? Like, yeah. what's yeah. happening? <laughs> and I'm certain there's people rolling over in graves somewhere from that move. But Unreal. I, I didn't care for it just because I was like, I don't want to help Philly out ever. But at the end of the day, I felt like it wasn't going them. to impact our picks by any means um i just was really more concerned about you know you getting devonta smith like sure. i'm not a fan of, of that at all well it was also the giants so. well exactly yeah rainy what were you thinking when that shit went down same thing i mean i i honestly i really love the draft but like the first Best. two rounds pretty much um right right but uh, Fuck, man. I don't know. I don't like, I'm not a football coach. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know the ins and outs of football or what every team needs. Even my own team. I do. I don't hate, I didn't hate that pick because of, yeah, what I have is- higher hopes for Michael Parsons other than like, I, I feel like it could be good. Yeah. Rainy, what did your boyfriend like, think of Michael Parsons? Cause you said he played he football. So he, he did. He, and he was a linebacker. For scheme wise. Okay. There you go. He, so it was one of those things where we were like, Oh, like that, I think was our reaction. Oh, right. Um, okay. Well, like I don't hate it. Like no offense, but we're not booing Micah right. Parsons, right? Um, but I just no I didn't know. But to me, right. <laughs> yeah, that was a burn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm excited to see because it's not like you know when we drafted Jalen Smith the fucking second after he tore his ACL massively. So yeah. 
I don't, I don't know if this is going to bite us in the ass, like a typical cowboy thing, or if this is yeah. actually a decent. No, movie. this isn't like a Randy Gregory kind of deal or anything where it's like the dude had issues. This guy's got mad talent. I just don't think he's stout enough to play like that. But Woody, what was your, cause I don't think we ever talked about, cause Marinara was here with me. Right, watching Muscles that Marinara. shit. Muscles Marinara, your boy, boy, uh, Rainy. Uh, that's Rainy's boy, Muscles Marinara. Shout out once again. Happy 40th, buddy. Woody, where were you at? That fucking nickname. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll tell you it off air. Well I, I, well, I was just shocked because of the intra division trade. I mean, it just doesn't, you just never see that happen. So, especially these two especially teams. Especially these you know? two teams. So, I, I couldn't believe it. And, um, yeah, that was all I, I mean, I don't do, I don't follow college sports very much at all. So I didn't know the players too well, but, um, I, I, I guess I was just shocked that it happened. I just couldn't yeah, believe. You sound I, still shocked. I am. I, I am still shocked. I'm, yeah. so, I'm surprised. Yeah. Aren't you even, even yeah. in retrospect, isn't it shocking? Sure. Yes, yep. absolutely. I was more shocked about that than who we actually, who any of us drafted totally. out of that and even trades. I, I was, was like shocked that we took Michael Parsons. I thought we were going to take um... Slater. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The offensive tackle from yes. Northwestern. Yeah. Sorry. Um, uh, no, yeah. I was kind That's of like right. doing a double, like what is happening on that whole thing? But well, they're just, the Cowboys are just going to have to keep struggling. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> well, I don't know. Speaking of struggling, let's get this uh, show on the road a little bit here. Thank you guys for that. We'll catch up with you in one second. Rudy, we have some business to take care of and we're going to do it in record fashion. Let's get down to business. We have two picks each. Right? Okay. Just, Justin Raining, please feel free to jump in if you have any feelings. But I know right now we're going to do a couple baseball picks. Who the fuck even knows about baseball coming out Not of the me. All-Star break? Yeah. Woody, I want you to hit me with your two right quick, home dog. Boom, boom. All right. Um, He's thinking about it still. He's literally making well, we, up. No, because I have three and I'm trying to choose which two I want to do, you know? I want winners. How about this? Let me do my two, and you just give all three years. You know what? Deal. Do it. Done. <laughs> you just got a fucking bonus pick, motherfuckers. All right? This is... Well, let's get down to it This here. conversation's going nowhere. Okay? Mr. Parcells, it's going somewhere. It's time for the picks. Let's go. White socks. Why would I turn my back on a money-making decision? You love them so much. Every week. Chicago White Sox, when it comes time to, to, to make some bones, let's roll here. They got the Twins coming to town, already playing tonight. Look, they got Dylan Cease going up. 7-5, 4.15 year, 127 strikeouts. I know that's not like crazy, crazy numbers. Nah, but he's Twins. a young guy who's got a lot of promise. Everybody thinks he's going to be. I love when I – like it gives me more boost. Like I actually kind of sometimes throw a little bit more juice on that, John. I was going to say, say, if they're facing a lefty pitcher, move the line three points. Like Here we it's, go. It's They are like a for sure almost, as, as, as for sure as it can be. Like they're Love killing it. it right now. They I was just about to say here recently, but now in the second half, I think I think the White Sox like that's a future I would take right now. Big time. And Jess, I actually said on the future show that we should, but they're actually really, really like favored that way. Too much so to make it worth. It's like they're like plus yeah. four hundred right now. Where I'm like, okay, they're probably actually gonna go deep if they're gonna be that. Favor. That's why the Strohs earlier in the year, what Dave and I were saying, like that's when you need to jump on shit like that. But Didn't if the White Sox just beat the Astros last night too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. So 
Twins are 40 and uh, 54, 18 and 29 on the road. Sox 57, 37, 34 and 16 at home. Like just to get minus 140 here, I know it's hard, folks, to say a minus 140. No, just if you got the dough, it just doesn't matter. Sox swept the Twins in Chi Town a few weeks ago. The Twins have been two and nine on the road since then. On that, since that sweep, so fuck. What does that make it? Two and fourteen, two and twelve. Uh, but the Sox also have a very, very good bullpen. If Dylan Cease doesn't go ahead and like do like a banging ass job, he just does a sufficient job. Third best in the uh, in the entire baseball earn, earn runs for their bullpen. So give me the Sox minus one forty. And another team that's kind of like this, where they're at home, they're a successful team, really good at home. Got another shitty team coming in. But I'm going to do something for you guys here because I don't even know the line right now. Uh, it's definitely going to be a minus whatever, something substantial, minus 150, something. But I'm not doing that because I'm not going to sit here and be like, okay, I'm going to give you two picks. Let me give you some minus 140 and minus 150. I want to give you something that you're going to say, no, I want some plus or something around that. This is probably going to be even money, maybe even more so, maybe a plus 110. Give me Brewers run line versus the Royals. Mm. That means minus one and a half. Brewers to win by two. At home against the Royals, Milwaukee's just way more talented offensively. KC's got this pitcher, Brad Keller. Woodman, let me see if this... That line on DraftKings right now is plus 115. Giddy up. Let's go make some dough. Plus 115, writing that down. My man, thank you so much for that update. That actually makes me giddy. Because you're going to go ahead and parlay a minus 140 and a plus 115. You're probably looking at a plus 250. That's really good. Yes, it is. KC pitcher Brad Keller coming off two really good starts. This dude has shit the bed constantly, comes off two really good starts. It smells like someone, Woody, uh, I don't know, Vince Velasquez may ring a bell. Does this kind of give you that it kind does of have that vibe. We told you about Vince Velasquez at the Phillies. He always gets hot, and you got to pinpoint when he's not going to get anymore. And boy, didn't he. I gave you the over on that game. I gave you Vince Velasquez shit in the bed, and he did. Brad Keller, before these two good starts, gave up 26 earned runs and 25 in the third innings. This dude's coming back down to earth against the Brewers on the road. Give me that Brewers minus one and a half. I might even take that alternate line, but plus 115. Those are my two. White Sox minus 140 at home against the Twins. Brewers plus 115 minus one and a half runs at home against the Royals. What's up, Woodman? All right. I actually am going to just do the two, okay? Because the third one, I don't feel confident enough. So we're going to do two each. Dictates. Nah, whatever, man. Would you? <laughs> Hey, maybe on the Twitter feed, I'd jump the shot. Yeah, I could do it. I could do it. So we're new to each. Um, for me, my number one is a plus. Uh, I feel really Ooh, good about this. Number one. Yeah. The Pirates haven't been good this year for sure, but they're still mm-hmm. better than the Diamondbacks. And also, Madison Bumgarner has a 535 ERA, uh, and he's been even he worse. He doesn't care anymore, dude. He doesn't care anymore, and he's he's – old and hurt and he throws slow and And his last name is bum gardener he listen he used to be amazing (laughs) but uh he's been really baseball name you can have i feel like right (laughs) for sure but he's been really bad at home and and he just sucks and he's having a really tough year and he's getting rocked by everyone and i think the pirates can go in there and the pirates are bad but the diamondbacks are worse and so i love that i'm getting plus 110 it's only because it's in arizona but you heard it here first. The Woodman loves getting plus one ten on bad teams oh, against worse teams. Against worse teams, yeah, I do. There it is. So that's that. And then the uh, my other one is uh, also a day game. So you will have to get on this quick, guys. Sorry, quick turnaround. Oh, Jesus, dude, fuck. 
sorry, not yours... sorry. This is yeah, right. Your shit. Dave. Yeah, that's right. That's also, right, dude. Yours was the game too. Uh, uh, was it? I didn't even notice that. Yeah, one of them. Uh, yeah, the Brewers game is at the tw- two o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Our time. Yeah. God damn. Sorry, Honolulu-ins. Listen, yeah. Jesus. One o'clock my their bad. time at Brewery's. Brewery. No. So, no. so my second one is the Mets. Uh, Marcus Stroman's been pretty good. Uh, actually, quite good. Um, they are the only reason you're getting such good juice on this game is because they're on the mm-hmm. road. But the Reds haven't been very good at home. So it doesn't matter. I don't care. Uh, and give me the Mets minus one thirty five with Stroman against some fucking scrub for the Reds. I love it. Look, we talk about we talk about this from time to time. And girls, like if if I don't know how you approach some things, but like when um when he brings up a point like that and he says Stroman, who's a way better pitcher, uh, is on the road against this kind of scrub. But he kind of points out about how they're on the road. A part of me goes, okay, it's probably going to be like an even money thing. And then I hear that the odds are actually worse than I originally thought. That, in a way, makes me actually feel better about making the bet. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, okay, the odds are worse, so they're going to pay out worse. But that actually makes me feel better. Right. Because like, that means like... Not. Right. Like, the payout sucks, for sure. It's pr- Minus 135. Like, nobody wants to lay $135. But yeah. Justified, I but guess. Like, but minus 135 on a road But I have my confidence like that it's going to hit. Like, the, I wish but the payout was better, but it, I am very confident in the bet. But isn't that better in the betting world is to actually be right about things? It's, yeah. Okay. That is... I wish I had, like, a, a ding, like a bell. Rainy <laughs> bring the bell. Need a new sound, right? I want winners, right? There it is. There it is. Beautiful thing. There it is. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. This is. We have spent like the whole day together. I know. Great. (laughs) Many hours. Eleven thirty, our time. Ten thirty, your time. And I am ready to just keep pounding some brewski tooskies. I mean, I could continue to talk shit to y'all for the next two and a half hours. I'm (laughs) I'm sure you would. I will say, I if you do my Fine. two picks Wait. as a parlay, it's plus two sixty five. Brian, I'd be curious what what happens if we do all four of them. Oh shit! Uh, hold on, wait. Let how about this? Let's let Rainy just talk absolute shit to us for about twenty <laughs> seconds while I go ahead and do a just parlay calculator. Us. Yeah, go ahead. Fuck you. God, on the spot. I'm actually what a really you- nice person. Most of the- <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! The Bucks are about to win the championship. Everybody. God damn it! I hope you weren't taping that. Oh, I've, I've totally forgot. Yeah, they're up. They're up six with a minute left. How about that? That anyway. is wild, but you know, in basketball, one minute left actually does mean yeah, that means nothing. Oh yeah, it'd be like the uh, MTV Jock Jams. I could hit a fucking twenty-five pointer from the oh one thousand percent. The bricklayers hit. Okay, let me just go, Woody. I'm still trying to work on this. I don't have it. Okay, why do you do that? I have it. If oh. I did all four, it is plus. 1227. Oh, good for so you. So my $10 bet makes me $132. Let's get to business. My nice. man's on point. Let's I love do it, it, baby. To it. Wow. All right. Let's go. Uh, ahead and wrap can this I lay up. a pick? Please, please. Yes. Yeah. Whoa. What a terrible host. Oh, my God. I'm like, it's like. Like nudging you out of the door when you just get like you put a whole cheesecake there, and I was like, "You're not allowed to have any." Thank you for the cheesecake. Get out of my house. Sorry about that. 
No, you're not going to feel the same way after I say what I was going to say. She's uh, going to say Cowboys win a Super Bowl. Plus I was going to say a future for the Cowboys to win the NFC East. It's Jesus. money. It's money. See, there it is. Fucking I'm asshole. Dead. I'm going to eat that whole goddamn cheesecake. You can't get any. That's about what, what, what even are they? And now I got to yeah, look while we're, while we're I, I, I mean, is that I, on? I, I, I can tell you that Philly has uh, the largest payout if they no, do win. They have to be. They ha- are you guys, okay, before we get out of here, you are you guys division, scared at all? Division? Is that the pick? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, to win the NFC East. Are you guys scared at all about, first of all, the uh, okay, Cowboys plus 110, Washington plus 260, Giants plus 400, Eagles plus 550. My God. Um, are you guys scared at all about like Jalen Hurts? <gasps> Look out. No, I was questioning if he's even your quarterback. Like <laughs> He might not be. Know? It might be. And we we can't talk about this because I do not want anything to do with this cat because he's not out of the woods with me. And I hate this about American fucking news coverage that as long as they just don't talk about it, everyone's absolved. But yeah. I do not want Deshaun Watson on my fucking team. Uh, yeah, no, you should. And I, the thing is, is like, I, if, even if he comes to your team, like he's not going to play, but no, I wouldn't want no, him on won't. my team either. You agree with that Woodman? I do. I do. Yeah. Really? Well, why would we give up assets? Yeah. I don't know why y'all would do that, but there's no way the NFL is going to let him play even with the talk, just, he'll just alone with the talk of what's going on. There's yeah, no way. What a for, the whole, for the whole year, he'll be suspended. Yeah, he definitely has to be penalized in some one of One of Dave and I's favorite football players before we found out what the fuck all that shit was. Like, oh, yeah. I thought this dude was just solid to the earth. And yeah. I mean, his the way he plays, even as a Bama fan, I actually yeah. pseudo rooted for him in Clemson. I just was a big fan of his game. Me too. Scummy. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I don't know what y'all are doing if y'all do that, but but there's a lot of press about that lately. About no, I us. Know, getting... Yeah, I was very, very surprised. So yeah. I do have I just want to like. I do have the numbers here if if people want to hear them. So Dallas on on DraftKings, you can. Are you talking about the NFC East? Yeah, you can bet. I on... just gave them. What did you say? Also, Dave just raised his hand. I need everybody to know he raised his hand. He did you. raise his hand. A, As a rule follower, I fully appreciate that. You do, well, he was raising his hand over his ears, apparently. I just gave the odds. Plus 550 Eagles, plus 110 Dallas. That was on FanDuel. See, I have... What okay, do they have? On DraftKings, is plus 125 Dallas. Ooh. Okay. So a little better. What are the birds at? They have less confidence in us. Uh, the birds. I got to scroll way down here to find the birds. Control F, Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation is going nowhere. Okay. 550. All right. Same old. Same. Well, glad yeah. we waited on that. Thanks, Woody. Okay, okay, Love you, brother. I can't Let's go ahead and no, put a bow no on this. Alive Every chocolate. Everything that you have to say, man. That's true, by the way. That's true. Isn't that nice? That's my buddy right there. That's that's how Philly boys, you know, get along. Brotherly love, the city of Brotherly Brotherly love. love. But we're oh, we're one, one thing I can't not say to y'all because I just Please. can't. First cassette tape, boys to men, coolie high harmony. Go for it. Best in the land, best in the world. I know that album, Inside and Out, Frontwards and Backwards, Spanish versions of bad songs they had. Ass. It's badass. I would say first cassette tape for me, and I'll, I have to think about it because cassette tape, I know what it is. Cassette, cause single, 
is a different story. You're right. Cassette tape for me yep. is is poison, flesh and blood. Hells yeah. All Good right. Because single is Paul Abdul opposites attract. Come uh-huh. on. <laughs> Whoa. What's up? Oh, I'm into Good job. Respect. Right? Yeah. Where you at? Finish the line here. Mine was Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. The whole cassette. Cassette? Yeah. <laughs> I got it from the Easter Bunny. Swear to God. What in the absolute fuck just happened? I know. Oh, wait. There were, there were cassettes Sorry. in 1990s? Not my first cassette. That makes no sense. But A I CD, did right? get that cassette from the Easter Bunny. I bet wow. I had cassettes, but it's the only one I remember like owning. The other ones were probably my parents. Gotcha. Yeah. What do you remember your first cassette? I do. Yeah. It was uh, Purple Rain by Prince. Oh, yes. great. Yeah. Look at you. I just fell in love with you, boy. You know that, buddy? <laughs> I, I, I also appreciate Rainey's. Uh, I remember like uh, Absolutely, being so dude. like enchanted with the harmony. Like they were so they had such tight. They're amazing. Harmony. And like I had never heard that before. I don't think, you know. Dude, Motown Philly's straight up amazing, but there's nothing better than a little. Uh, what is it? Is it River Runs Dry or Water Runs Dry? Water Runs I think Dry. It's River Runs Dude. Dry. It's really. Is it River great. Runs Dry? Holy! I also don't actually know what you're saying right there on that second dry. Water. Oh, oh, you're missing. Oh, that water. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, sorry about that. Uh, no, I'm, well, I'm into the, into the I road. I appreciate. I appreciate y'all being here. <laughs> Thanks so much for having no, us. This is super we fun. We gotta get guys. out of here. We're hitting a buck, buck thirty-two. Yeah, sorry, we, we ran a little. No, 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 no. no. It's awesome. been amazing. Everybody will be super uh, pumped to just yeah. Uh, listen you know to this. We and... have to do edits. <laughs> no, it's all good. Guess what? Ain't no edits on no. this cat. All right, this guys, this bitch is going sleep. up as is. Fuck it, man. Three kids. I got things to yeah. do. No. This, this um, tangent thing that uh, a. <laughs> that's right. Rainey's holding up an obtuse angle. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is Jess and Rainey from Women Camp Parlay. Woody, a little round of applause. Y'all too, Thank man. You yeah. Thank At you. Women Camp Parlay, please follow uh, follow on Twitter. Also, uh, subscribe and rate five stars wherever you find their podcast. Amazing listen. Uh, so much fun to have you guys on board. Um, that is the Woodman, Dave Woody. Much love to you, ladies. Thank you for joining us. Yes, we had a blast. I am your boy, Brian Hollywood Hagen, and uh, let's get at it and make some dough. Hope you, hopefully you enjoyed the Eagles-Cowboys banner. Let's get at it again next week. Bye. 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 Bye.